Hello and welcome to another podcast where I'll just give you the news that mainstream media don't really want to tell you. So today I'm going to show you news reports coming out of India claiming Pfizer are using vaccines to blackmail governments. Even our own here in the UK, seeing that's one of the vaccines being distributed here and indeed around the world. Pfizer has played a major role in this pandemic or pandemic, whichever side you fall on. And it's quickly becoming one of the richest and most powerful privately owned companies in the world. So what's been reported on Indian news in the last couple of weeks about Pfizer? Well, talking about common good, the COVID-19 vaccines are supposed to be a global public good. But what happens when a vaccine manufacturer starts bullying? Governments are silenced, supplies are halted, and profits take precedence over saving lives. I'm not describing a hypothetical situation here, the Indian news, uh, newsreader explains. I'm describing what Pfizer is doing. The American pharma giant is doing all of this it is bullying countries to submit to its demands. She goes on to say the news channel first reported this back in February of this year. Here's what was reported back in February. While countries like India are sending poorer countries vaccines, there are companies like Pfizer, which are bullying governments. Pfizer asked to be compensated for the cost of any future lawsuits. Pfizer wanted Argentina to put, and listen carefully to this, to put its bank reserves, its military bases, and its embassy buildings at stake as collateral. These are other Pfizer's demands. Uh, number one, Brazil waives the sovereignty of its assets abroad in favor of Pfizer. Stupid ass Brazil, what are you fucking doing, man? Number two, any country that deals with Pfizer may not apply its laws on Pfizer. You fucking what? You got your own fucking laws, have you? Unbelievable. Number three, that Brazil take into consideration a delay in delivery of the vaccine. Number four, that Pfizer is not penalized for delayed delivery. So they're not penalised for delayed delivery, which means they could give you a, a, a time frame of, yeah, we'll deliver you three doses in the next 10 years, and you could do fuck all about it. And number five, in case of any side effects, Pfizer be exempt from all civil liability. That was reported back in February. So the newsreader goes on. She goes on to report. Eight months have passed since we reported this and things have not changed. Pfizer is still putting profits above public health. It's still forcing governments to bend to its will. And an advocacy group has thrown up more details on what Pfizer does. It has accessed some confidential contracts of Pfizer and we have a copy. These contracts are with nine countries in blocks and the details are shocking. Desperate countries are being forced to make humiliating concessions to Pfizer. 
we went through the entire report and found six very important points which are worth highlighting. Number one, Pfizer reserves the right to silence governments. It has forced countries to not talk about the deals they strike for shots. Number two, Pfizer controls the donations of its shots, not the country that buys them. Pfizer will decide where the shots go. Number three, Pfizer has secured an intellectual property waiver for itself. And this clause is very disturbing. Listen to this. Pfizer is accused of intellectual property theft. Governments will pay, not the company. I'll go into a bit more detail on that later on. Number four, if there are disputes, private arbitrators will decide on them, not public courts. Yes, they decide disputes in secret. And these arbitrators uh, are no doubt paid off by Pfizer. You can just imagine it in their little arbitrator's court, can't you? We find ourselves not guilty of all counts. Yeah. Number five. Pfizer can go after state assets to secure its compensation. Oh, my God. And number six, Pfizer calls the shots on all key decisions. It decides delivery timelines and more. Now, she goes on to give us more details. Pfizer is silencing governments. How? Through contracts. These airtight contracts are at the centre of everything they can silence governments in ways you couldn't imagine look at what happened in brazil pfizer agreed to supply its covid19 vaccines to brazil and it sneaked this clause into the agreement to force brazil to not share any specifics about its deal with pfizer this is what it says the Brazilian government is prohibited from making any public announcements concerning the existence, subject matter, or terms of the agreement or commenting on its relationship with Pfizer without the prior written consent of the company. In other words, Brazil cannot talk about the Pfizer deal until it gets an approval from Pfizer in writing. This is basically a private company muzzling a government. And that's not all. Pfizer also gets to decide who gets the shot. Suppose someone wants to donate Pfizer vaccines to Brazil. Can they do it? They cannot. The Pfizer agreement restricts Brazil from accepting donations. No one can donate Pfizer vaccines to this country. They cannot use a Pfizer shot until they buy it. What happens if Brazil were not to comply to these rules? The consequences would be serious. If Brazil were to accept donated doses without Pfizer's permission, it would be considered an incurable material breach of their own agreements and terminated immediately. And upon termination, Brazil would be required to pay the full price for any remaining 
contracted doses. So Brazil would have to cough up the entire payments and Pfizer won't even have to supply the co-consignment of COVID-19 vaccines. So what happens if someone accuses Pfizer of stealing its vaccine technology? Intellectual property theft, that's called. The government will be forced to defend Pfizer. Now that is so unbelievable. I mean, we had to read this twice just to help it sink in. And guess what? At least four countries have been forced to protect Pfizer's patents, meaning these governments are defending Pfizer for intellectual property theft. While the company is free to use anyone's intellectual property as it pleases. Colombia is one of these victims. I'll explain with an example. Suppose a, a domestic vaccine maker or any pharma company in Colombia goes to court and they accuse Pfizer of infringing their vaccine patent. Who will be the one in court fighting that case? Not Pfizer. Even though they are acu the accused party, it's not Pfizer or their lawyers that will be in court. It will be the Colombian government. The government will have to defend Pfizer and if they lose the case, it will be the Colombian government that will have to pay the settlement, not Pfizer. I hope you're with me so far and I hope, I hope your cogs in your brain are starting to starting to click and you start to get a bit of critical thinking going because this is pretty fucking obvious what all this means so let's listen on now what if these governments want to get out of these tough contracts they won't be able to sue Pfizer at home the matter will go to a secret panel of three private arbitrators in New York Pfizer will be tried as per New York law and not the laws of the land where it sells vaccines. And these countries will pay heavily if they lose an arbitration. Pfizer can ask the government to shift control of state assets to compensate for losses. What kind of assets are we talking about here? Practically anything that a sovereign government owns foreign bank accounts, foreign investments, commercial properties, state-owned airlines, even oil companies. Pfizer can take over any or all of these from any government. Basically, everything happens on Pfizer's terms once a country decides to buy its vaccines. Even the delivery of shots is decided by Pfizer. In Brazil, in Albania, in Colombia, Pfizer gets to decide the delivery timetable for vaccines and the countries will have to agree to whatever they are given, whenever they are given. Pfizer, of course, gets to decide the price. It sets the delivery timelines. It accepts accountability for nothing. And in case someone sues the company, it's the government that foots the bill for damages. It, well, this, 
really explains why our governments are ignoring vaccine deaths and adverse reactions, doesn't it? The only way to describe Pfizer's business practices is vaccine terrorism. Now this does trigger a thought in my mind, why our government here in the UK dismiss vaccine deaths and adverse reactions so easily. If you look at the VARS figures online for yourself and understand that it's estimated between 1% and 10% of deaths and adverse reactions are actually reported. So at a minimum, you could times their figures by 10 at a minimum to quickly realize if all these people took their relevant vaccine companies to court, our governments could never afford to pay the correct compensation to everyone affected without going completely bankrupt. Now this makes you wonder, it makes me wonder anyway, if this is a clear path to crash economies in order to introduce a Chinese style central bank digital currency and social credit system. The rareness of reporting about neurological side effects from the SARS-CoV-2 vaccines may have several reasons, I'm sure, like a psychological inhibition to recognise and report side effects, as everyone is so desperate to return to normality. They don't want to rock the boat, so to speak. They don't want to throw in a blockage on the path back to normal. So that's Pfizer and its secret government contracts and business practices. Don't listen to my opinions about it. With critical thinking, I'm sure you can come to your own conclusions. Right, so let's move on. And now a warning from Israel, or at least the Israeli people about vaccine passports and what they're doing to the citizens of Israel. Hope you've been well. It's been very, very, very intense over here in Israel. I don't know how much you're seeing, but they, uh, it's terrible. It's, it's a very, 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 very frightening situation. So I joined a brand new, we made our, we had a human rights movement and we made it into a political party that's running in our, in our Knesset in uh, less than a month. And they're censoring us and attacking us and they won't allow any, any media, nothing. They, they took away the head of the party's, his medical license and they uh, removed our platforms from Facebook and now they won't let the media even write about us. So we want to ask all the international, anywhere we can get, to get to publicize what we are saying. Um, it's a very bad situation here. They're not letting children as young as 16 to take their the matriculation exams without taking this injection. They are, of course, insisting people for work. They're making this green passport where half the population cannot get into uh, theaters or malls or all sorts of things unless they've taken the vaccination. They're creating a medical apartheid. Um, they have now issued just this morning, 
They made it that they're allowed to send each person's private medical records to the local municipality so that they'll know who's taken the injection or not. They're making people wear a, a ankle bracelet, security bracelet, when they come back from traveling. It's absolutely insane. It's absolutely insane. If I don't, if I stop to, <laughs> if I stop to think about it, I will cry, you know? But meantime, we just keep fighting, you know? Fighting as much as we can. So we need everybody's help because whatever happens here will happen everywhere. Will happen everywhere. So we're fighting for ourselves and we're fighting for the whole world. Oh, we need help. We need every bit, every everything, every hand on deck. Yeah, thank you, Sika. Excuse me. <laughs> it's intense, you know. So, do any of you want to live like they are being forced to in Israel? We have a massive fight on our hands, a fight for our freedom. Now, many think it's a fight we cannot win. To those doubters, I say this. What will you do with that freedom? What will you do with that freedom? Will you fight? Fight against that? No! We will run! And we will live! Fight and you may die. Run and you'll live. At least a while. And dying in your beds many years from now, would you be willing to trade all the days from this day to that for one chance, just one chance, to come back here and tell our enemies that they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom! enjoyed listening to this podcast so until next time Alba Gubra